Network, we have the Landon Bussey program, a full recap of the Florida Swing, Bethune-Cookman, and Florida A&M, two close games that the Braves found ways yet again to get it done. And the Braves remain in first place in the Southwestern Athletic Conference standings. Got a little help as Southern University went down in a big game in Salt Lake City. Grambling and Southern University playing in Salt Lake City this weekend as part of the NBA All-Star Weekend. That'll be interesting. We'll talk a little bit about that and that concept and that format. We'll talk about that and we'll preview Jackson State. We haven't seen this team in a month and a half, and Jackson's won three in a row. So we'll talk about that by Monday coming up as well. So the Landon Bussey program will start from the Davy Whitney Arena here on the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University. We'll get it started in 30 seconds here on the Brave Sports Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Asthma. Secondhand smoke has triggered his asthma so badly, he ended up in the emergency room and spent multiple nights in intensive care. Now he's on a whole bunch of medications. My tip to you is, don't be shy about telling people not to smoke around your kids. Half of U.S. kids are exposed to secondhand smoke. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Live from the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University, right here at the Davio Whitney Arena, where we have two more home games coming up to finish the regular season. Texas Southern and Prairie View can't wait to get back home as the Braves will finish their three in a row on the road on Saturday as they play Jackson State. But they opened up with the Florida swing. Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman will recap both of those games. The Braves found ways again, trailed late, found a way to get it done. Dontrell McWhorter with the dunk with under a second left against Bethune-Cookman. And then the Braves rallied again against FAMU, a team that was near the bottom of the standings but played as tough. We'll talk about all of that here on the Landon Bussey program. You can give us a call, 601 877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. So we will recap the Florida swing. We'll preview Jackson State. All of that coming up next from the Davio Whitney Arena. Hope you can join us. The Landon Bussey Program will get started in 60 seconds here on the Braves Sports Network. I got it. I got it too. Of course I got it. Do you get it? Still unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Get the facts. Sign up and get your vaccine today. And let's stop COVID in its tracks. It's on you. Learn about why other people like you got it and how you can get it at igotitms.com. This message is brought to you by the Jackson Heart Study Community Engagement Center. And the Mississippi Field Team. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. 
And welcome to the Davey Whitney Arena site of the Land and Bussy program right here on the Brave Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. We're coming to you from the Davey Whitney Arena. Glad you can join us on Facebook Live. However, you may be checking us out. Glad you can spend some time with us. As we talk Braves basketball, the week that was Alcorn State Braves basketball, the Braves started in first place. They remain in first place. Got a little help as Southern went down at home to Texas Southern. So a little bit of breathing room, but Grambling all of a sudden has gotten rolling in a big game over the weekend in Salt Lake City, a part of NBA All-Star Weekend, Grambling and Southern in Salt Lake City. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that concept. But, of course, we'll talk about the Florida Swing with Braves head coach Landon Bussey. You can give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. And you can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. Head coach Landon Bussey here to my left, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Bussey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Uh, can't complain when you're in first place. A really good, successful road swing, the Florida swing. My first uh, foray of the Florida trip. Missed it last year. Caught COVID the day before the trip uh, last year. But a really enjoyable trip, and it's even more pleasant when you can get a couple of wins. Albeit maybe too close for comfort, but you found a way on the road. We know those things are never easy. Absolutely. Um, winning on the road is never easy. Um, we had the opportunity to win two big road games to, you know, maintain uh, first place. But, you know, I think that we're doing a great job of finding a way to win basketball games through adversity, through challenges, when our back up against the wall. So we'll take it. Um, Got to continue to prepare, move forward, um, and get ready for Saturday. What, what, when you look at those two teams, Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M, obviously you look at the standings, Bethune-Cookman kind of in the middle of the pack can kind of stir the pot up in the middle of the standings, but Florida A&M, a team at the bottom, probably most likely won't make the tournament, but you can't tell, by the way, especially fam, you played us the other night, I mean, almost, you know, taking us to the brink, but those are two really good basketball teams, and we saw it right here on this floor when we played them the first go-round. Yeah, Bethune is a a really good team that could get downhill, get to the basket. They got guys who can shoot the ball. They got guys who can score inside the paint. Guys who can score um, from beyond the perimeter. So um, they got guys who can score the ball at a very high level. Tough team, um, especially in Daytona. Very, very tough environment uh, with a well-coached team. So uh, we was definitely expecting it to be a um, tight game. Definitely expected it to be a, you know, um, a game that we feel like that we we can win when we're locked in. And I think that we just came down and made championship plays in the last few minutes of the game um, to help us get over the hump. You you referred to that to that gym is like when it's packed, and apparently it was a pretty good crowd last year, like Rucker Park, where they're kind of standing all around the perimeter. We did a, a nice job, I thought, taking them out of the game as we're looking at uh, some of the highlights there. But once they got into it, Coach, they, they got into it. it. That's a really tough place, a quaint place. Not that spacious, but I tell you what, when it's packed uh, and it was a pretty good crowd, they were making a lot of noise. Absolutely. Uh, when it's packed, it's definitely hard to um, get yourself going. Um, I believe that we just came out, did a good job of starting the game off the right way, started off up 7-2, seven, 7-3 seven, or something like that. Um, so was happy with our start. Um, was happy with our finish. Um, throughout the you know the, the first four minutes and the last four, I think it was just you know we go up six, they go up six, you know right there in striking range. But you know all together just 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 happy where where we are. Um, happy with um, going on the road shorthanded 
and find a way to win some basketball games. You, you talk about being shorthanded. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, Dominique Bruton, and we'll talk about his status. In, in the last home game, we had three guys out trying to get guys healthy. Wade, you know, Kendall was, was out in this last home game here, Dominique Bruton. So, yeah, I mean, this is about as shorthanded as we've been. But, you know, you had Kendall. You obviously Wade played. But uh, tough set of circumstances. The injury, the injury bug hits this time of year, probably the first time all year in which we really had to deal with, you know, ma- multiple situations there. Absolutely. Um, it has been tough on us. But it's next man up mentality. Um, finding a way to just win a basketball game. You know, we have a tough game coming up Saturday. Don't know who's available to play. Don't know who's not going to be available to play. But I'm very confident that we'll go on the road, compete, play hard, and give our chance to win a basketball game. Um, I'm very confident that we'll at least have a chance to win. Of course, you would like to have a full team and have all your guys back up there suited up. But um, it doesn't look like that. Um, but, you know, only thing you could do is coach the guys on the court. Come up with a strategy, come up with a game plan, try to put it in place shorthanded. Uh, put these guys in the best situation to be successful, um, play hard, and um, we'll live with the results. All right, so let's let's look at the uh, Bethune-Cookman game. That was the first game on the trip, Coach. It was a terrific game, high scoring, 76-74. to 74. We all know how it ended. We'll kind of recap how that ended. But uh, you look at you look at the game, Coach. They led by nine in the first half. That was their biggest lead as we look at some of the highlights there uh, um, for those that are watching. Um, you know, what was the biggest, you know, you talk about the challenge there. They led by a five. They had a lead as big as nine. And you continue to talk about the strong starts. Now, before Dominique Bruton went down, he was starting because you wanted, you wanted more spark to start the game. Obviously, he's not available. Uh, are you still concerned about the slow starts with the adjustments that you've been able to make here lately without Dominique Bruton? Um... You know, it's it been harder to score without ha- having him in the lineup. It's been harder to score a lot without not having Trevin in the lineup because Trevin's a guy who get downhill, create for others, get to the basket. So our scoring has, um, I think, has decreased a lot, and I think that also affected our um, defensive end. Cause a lot of scoring, um, thinking about DJ and Trevin, they get a lot of their scoring off of the defensive end. Uh, from steals and transition, because two guys who get downhill get to the basket. Um, unfortunately, we you know shot 38 free throws over there against FAMU, so that that was a plus for us still being able to get to the free throw line without two of our main guys who can get to the basket. But I think the biggest thing is right now is um, just finding the next guy who can help us win the game Saturday. Um, you don't know who it's going to be. Of course, you would like to um, get deeper down in your rotation. But the biggest thing is starts in practice, giving coaches confidence that you can help um, us be successful Saturday. But with DJ Bruton and Trevin Wade not being available um, this past weekend, um, put more pressure on guys to, you know, produce. I think Byron stepped up to the plate huge, played 38 minutes against FAMU. Um, DK played 35 minutes. Um, Keandre came in the game, hit a big shot, big-time stops. I think Mike came in the game, gave some big-time minutes. And Ladarius Marshall came up with a championship block um, late in the game. So to answer your question, I mean, now of course not having them guys kind of hurt you, but it also makes your team stronger, also puts you in a situation to um, find ways to win um, being shorthanded. Well, we were after trailing by nine – 
it was a one-point game at the break. So we took one of their best shots in the first half. And as you see for the highlights in the second half, we were able to kind of get some things going there in the second half, Coach, as we led by eight early in the second half. So we started out strong in the second half after trailing by nine midway through the first half. We led by eight. Talk about that turnaround, especially coming out of the locker room as we were down one. Um, I think uh, Otis just came in the game, made some tough shots. He made some huge shots for us to get back um, in a rhythm offensively. Um, J.K. was able to get some points in the paint. Byron was able to get downhill. Um, just our offense started to click. Uh, once you get a guy, if it's Otis, if it's Keandre, if it's D.K., making shots from the perimeter, uh, that's when we're a really good basketball team in the offensive end. Because, you know, we, we know Byron get downhill, get to the basket. We know J.K. and Dontrell can score around the block and inside the paint. Now it's just these guys stepping up making shots. That's what it's all about. So, Ben, you know, getting a lot of shots up this week, just trying to get these guys seeing the ball going in the basket. Um, transition shots, catch-and-shoot type of shots, coming off of ball screen shots, a variety of ways so we get our offense start to click in um, like we did in the first half um, of the second half, the first five, ten minutes of that game, we was making shots. You know, Otis came up big making shots. J.K. was scoring around the basket. So just trying to find ways for us to put the ball in the basket, efficient, um, good quality shots. What, what impresses me about, about this unit is the fact that defensively you want to lock teams down, and we've done that at times. But you look at the Bethune-Cookman game, and I've noticed this in a number of games. We put up 74 shot attempts offensively. We don't talk about offense quite as much. We talk about it sometimes, but you want stops. I mean, 76-74, we won that game, and we'll talk about the ending of it. But you're getting shots despite all the energy that your team is giving on the defensive end, 50-50 balls. Um, on bodies on the floor, balls on the floor, putting up 74 shot attempts as hard as you coach your team on the defensive end, that says a lot because there's a lot of energy expent, you know, during the course of this particular game when you can get up 74 shots, still try to lock teams down, and in the midst of all that mix, you're still able to offensively, you know, be as efficient as you can. Yeah, um, try, I mean, you got to have balance. You got to be able to defend, got to be able to – um, stop teams, got to be able to have good transition defense. A lot of that just come with conditioning. Try to put these guys through some tough practices um, to where as though um, you could play a complete 40 minutes without getting tired. Because a lot of our mistakes um, come from mental breakdowns. Once we start to get tired, we have a lot of mental breakdowns. So, um, you know, just got to make sure we're in good condition to complete a 40-minute games, offensively, defensively, and um, – being dominant on the glass. I think the last, you know, I think right now we're probably leading the conference in the re rebounding battle. But we just, you know, we've been doing a good job of just collectively just finding a way, finding a way to win a basketball game. And we definitely found a way when it looked, when it looked tough. All right, so let's go down the stretch of this game. Down by six with 333 left in the second half. Down by five with 215 left in the the second half down by four with 118 left in the second half I was talking with some of the players during those timeouts down the stretch and you told them we're gonna find a way to win this game and I've heard that I've heard the, according to the players you've said that in a number of close games that we're gonna find we're gonna win this game so what you know talk about what that looks like from you when you're looking at those players eyes down the stretch backs against the wall a couple of minutes left the margin of error is small 
talk a little bit about that. What's going on in your mind as that's happening, as it's unfolding? What are you looking at? What are you seeing in the guy's body language, in their eyes? All of that in these close games, especially on the road. Um, just got a lot of confidence. I got a lot of faith in these guys that they'll step up to the plate um, when it's time to make a championship play. If it's diving on the floor, if it's a tip-in by Mike, if it's um, DK getting deflection, if it's Dontrell just coming up with a big-time rebound, if it's O getting a steal, um, Byron going to the basket with a huge, you know, it, it, you just got confidence that they're going to make the right play, that they're going to lock in defensively, they're going to follow the game plan, um, especially in the timeouts. They know there's time to lock in. They're, they're 100% all eyes on me. Um, they're just making the right play. So just got very, it's got a lot of confidence in them. Just know that they could get the job done. Believe in them. Um, but I think the biggest thing is it's just you know the, the championship pedigree guys that we have that have um, helped this program get back to where it should be. Um, and so I just got a lot of confidence, a lot of faith in them. Well, let the, we are looking at for those that are watching. We're looking at the final seconds. Overtime. Uh, four and a half seconds left. We get the basketball. Underneath here. it goes. Coach, talk about this play. It's Kendall. Did he travel? It's a jump ball. Bodies and it's all time possession <laughs> with points yeah, to go. Yeah, just called a set to get him the ball on the block to do a quick move. Um, unfortunately, he went to the basket. Um, you know, I think it was a, you know, they could have called it. They could have not called it, but they end up not calling it. Jump ball. We get the ball right under the basket. Um, and like I said, we just, you know, had a set that we've been working on for a while. Haven't only used it twice this year. Um, you know, we've been doing this, working on this set just for times like this um, when it's, it's a second or left um, in the game to where as though we're able to get a good quality shot off. So uh, we did a great job of executing. I mean, if you look at the last three minutes of the game, we was perfect on the defensive end. You know, I, I just don't see why we can't be like that for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, yeah. I think that, like I said, we, 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 we haven't played our best basketball yet. And I'm waiting, and I'm challenging these guys, let's let's do it. Let's not wait to the last three, four, three to four minutes to all right, let's 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 tighten up, let's listen, let's focus. Um we haven't played our best basketball yet. And it's coming. Um hopefully it, it comes right at the peak when we really need the most. But um right now we need the most. <laughs> we need it Saturday. We're gonna need it for every single game in the rest of the year. Um because you don't want to take your foot off the gas. Like I tell you, every single week this thing could change. Um, two weeks ago, um, Southern was in clear first place. Um, now they're in third place, um, trying to stay on the top half. You know, it's, it's a nip and tuck game. It's a nip and tuck conference. You cannot take your opponent for granted. Um, I approach every game like it's um, the last game. I approach every game like we're playing the number one team in the nation. Um, you know, don't take your foot off the gas. But we, we just got to find a way to – um, keep our composure, stay level-headed, get healthy, and play a complete basketball game of dominance with uh, very little mistakes on the defensive end. For those watching, Cedric, if you can pull up that final that dunk by McCorders if, if, if we can. I, I mean, I just I think we got it right here. Point four uh, so left in the first half. Hit They're a going three. to Kendall. They're What's going the to Kendall. That thing no doubt. Obviously the dunk. But what, right here. They lob it up. It's a slam at the buzzer. And all Well, the key was um, Otis goes set the back screen for J.K. J.K. tries to shoot they right there to the basket to and see if he's the first option. He don't get it. The moment you don't get it, shoot out to the wing to clear out that side for Dontrell. After that, Otis goes shoot to the other side for Dontrell. Dontrell can slip it. Or Dontrell waits for the screen. He slips it. Um, and just throw the lob right there. 
And th that whole side is already cleared out because Jay Caden already dove, trying to see if he, he, you know. A lot of times situations like that, uh, teams will switch. They'll switch. So that's why Don Trey, we didn't know if he was going to switch or not, but just slip it right there. Jay Caden already cleared it out. You just throw the ball to the basket. And we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, sometimes they foul us right then about trying to hold it, yeah. or you get the lob. But um, I think the play was executed. Um, they did a great job of just following it. Did a great job with the timing, great pass, great catch, great finish. Um, overall, you know, just great execution. I mean, that was a perfect. As I'm looking at the angles now, and I, I, I saw them on social media, but just looking at it with a bigger screen. That was a perfect pass. I mean, any sort of deflection, a fingernail, I mean, who knows? But that was a perfect pass and a perfect spot for Dontrell to dunk it. Yeah, but, to see, the biggest thing was the distraction um, with Otis, you know, because, you know, a lot of times they're switching it. So a lot of times that situation right there is going to be screen to screener. So once Otis goes set that back screen for J.K., now Otis man has to show for a second. Okay, and then after that – Otis goes over and bought the screen for um, Dontrell. Now, Otis man is late. So now, Dontrell man is going to show for Otis man. Now, Dontrell slips for the lot. So, it's just a, you know, misdirection. Um, just a misdirection. You just throw it up there and, you know, whatever happens, I mean, hopefully he catches it and dunk it. If not, he'll hopefully he get fouled by the guys pulling him or whatever the case may be. But um, just great execution. Um, found a way to make a great pass, great catch, and great finish. I mean, that is terrific. That is a, I mean, I hadn't seen anything like that in that situation. Um, and and Dontrell McCorders talked about it uh, the other day and just how you hadn't practiced on that much. And you even indicated you like, you know, late game situations like that, you'd like to work on it more. Yeah, uh, we got to just do a better job of working on late game situations. Um, of course, we got to do a better job as much as we in these late game situations. So we'll find a way to work on this stuff at least 15 minutes towards the enterprise to work on that type of stuff. But, um, you know, we just, you know, a lot of us just found a way to um, these guys not afraid to take the take big shot, not, af not afraid to make the big shot. And so, I mean, a lot of it, like, you know, a lot of these games starts on the defensive end with us. We just came down to put ourselves in, in that situation. We came up with two to three big stops right before that. And then they had a turnover because uh, they were trying to get over the press and they threw it away. I mean, you, and you said that gave them, you gave them a different look, something they hadn't seen, and they obviously were confused by it. They threw it away and you got an extra possession there. Absolutely. Um, when we was coming out the huddle, we were supposed to go man. And then Sutton just said, let's, let's go 22 press. We talked about in the huddle, all right, man defense, let's get a stop, let's back up, make sure we don't foul. But as soon as we left the huddle, I said 22. I don't know if something <laughs> just told me to go 22 because I saw that they was going back. I said, let's go 22, throw them off, and they threw the ball in the stands. And and then we come down to convert. Um, so it was just a a lot of this stuff is just, you know, you making calls and adjustments on the fly, um, which you see right then in the moment. Um, the preparation and things like that sometimes doesn't really – um, go with the gut feeling, um, and my gut feeling was let's let's go man defense. About 15 seconds later, we walked out huddle. Let's go 22 press. So just was the gut feeling. Went on the fly. Well, so that that live dunk, that play to win it was that was it something that was that a gut feeling or you kind of knew all along that's what you wanted to do from from the jump? No, um, actually we we have two plays, um, two live plays that can get you a wide open dunk. 
Um, we have we still got the other one saved. Um, we'll work on it. Some we'll work on it tomorrow. Um, it's for Dontrell, um, or Crunchy, um, that could get you a wide open dunk. Um, and a lot of these plays that I get is from other <laughs> from other teams. So, um, but you know, we got another play that you know Dontrell asked. To, I mean, I think it was Coach Smith said to run that the play that we had that we have not ran yet. I said, no, nah, I they don't remember that one. Let, let, let's go with Triangle. I know that they for sure remember that. Um, and they was able to execute it. Braves with the win, 76 to 74. So that, what happened at the end, wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the fact that we were down four with a minute 18 left and we outscored them 6 nothing to close it out. So talk about that last minute and 18 seconds. I mean, we talked about the one turnover as you switched up press what what was the key right there in the last minute 18 to, to really close it out defensively and put yourself in position offensively to win it defend be aggressive without fouling be physical and then we wanted to get the ball out of Harmon's hands so we we're going to trap all ball screens and we wanted him to make a pass um over outstretched arms um with the rotation there so if you got two guys we have mike in the game who does a good job of guarding the ball He's trapping the ball screen. Now you got DK and I think Otis, who does a good job of intercepting passes. So we wanted to trap the ball screen, get the ball in his hands, and let somebody else win the game. We wasn't going to sit back and um, let him come off the ball screen and pick us apart and win the game. We was going to make him um, – we wasn't going to let him run the offense. We was going to send a double team regardless. Now he has to make the right pass, right play over um, guys who's trying to get deflection with great rotation. And once he get the ball out of his hand, the other guy probably had to make an extra pass. And our rotation just got it. We got to fly around, and now we're in scramble mode. So that was the thing. We just didn't want them to run a set to where as though they get a good screen or they set up a good backdoor play, and we give up a layup. Um, I feel more comfortable with us in scramble mode versus them getting the ball out of their best hand, player hands and um, having somebody who's not a creator um, being able to create. So – just adjustment call, just trying to make adjustments, trying to think of things that they might uh, might throw them off a little bit. I think we do a great job coaching scrambling. I think when we scramble and chase a little bit and get and keep our, our hands active, we get our hands on the basketball, whether it's a fingernail, whether it's a hand, a deflection. I think we do a really good job, to me, in scrambling defensively and, and trying to come up with those extra, those extra possessions. Yeah, um, we do a good job of scrambling. Um, trying to get deflections, work on it a lot, focus on getting deflection, getting deflection, you know, contesting passes. Um, that's the biggest thing is the on-ball deflections that we're trying to create habit with. Um, I think DK does it the best. Got to get more guys to, you know, contest passes and things like that. And when we're like that, um, it disrupts their, disrupt their offense. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely continue to work on it, continue to, um, to try to get in the pass lanes, create – a lot of offense from the defensive end. You talked about being shorthanded. You know, we shut them out in the last 118, one at 76 to 74, and you saw how that happened. Uh, five players in double figures, Coach Bussey, 64 of the 76 points were from the starters. Thorne, Kendall, Montgomery, Joshua, and Honest Walker. 64 of the 76 points. So your starters put in major, major minutes. I know you do a lot of subbing, but your starting five got it done. Uh, in in that game against Bethune Cookman, yeah, um, yeah, five guys with, in double figures. That's that's impressive. I mean, it makes it 
makes it hard for teams to scout you when you're not just having one guy with 18, everybody with six, six, five. Right now we got four guys on our team who's averaging double figures. Um, um, DJ Bruton, Byron, Dre, and um, JK. All those guys are averaging double figures. So it makes you a little more explosive on the offensive end, get guys confidence. I mean, DK is right there averaging eight. Um, and I'm not sure. It might be oddest after him. But, you know, we just got to um, continue to share the ball, got to continue to make open shots, and got to continue to limit our turnovers on offensive end. You talk about sharing the ball, 12 assists. Is that is that is that good for this Braves team, considering? Um, I think 15-plus would be, you know, what we're trying to um, – our goal we want to set. 15 assists is, is the goal, just like you always talk about, 60 points or below. Uh, Byron Joshua. I mean, the light bulb went off for me a little bit against Bethune-Cookman, how he can get that short corner and get into the teeth of the defense and just create guys like Marshall and, uh, you know, creating uh, Kendall, just getting to the glass, how Joshua is able to get to the cup and just create havoc. And you're so hard on him. I mean, it's just, you know, the conversations between you two, you're so hard on, on him. But just his ability to get to the cup despite his size and how he's improved from last year to this year in that category, getting to the teeth of the defense. Yeah, I mean, he has improved a lot since um, since, he, since he got here. Um, of course, you know, tough on him. Um, really, really, really got on him pretty bad um, halftime of the Florida A&M game. Um, him and Dontrell wasn't happy with either one of their performances um, the first half of FAMU um, and really – got on them, really ripped them apart, um, just based off of their lack of focus, lack of discipline, um, and a lack of um, dominance. Um, just seemed very careless to me. And that's come from, you know, two guys who was on your team last year, which is unacceptable. And both of them guys did an unbelievable job of responding. And the reason why I'm so hard on Byron, because I think personally, I think he's the best point guard in the league. But he has to show that day in, day out. He has to show that for 40 minutes, day in, day out. Um, if you're going to be the leader on this team, you got to be the leader on this team on the court and off the court. You got to be able to limit your turnovers. You got to be able to f be the main one who's um, being vocal. You got to also make sure that you're following the game plan and the scout, and that you're that you're leading by the right way. And so, um, of course, I think that he made a huge improvement uh, from last year. But it's 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 always run for an improvement. He could always continue to get better and better and better and better and better. But those two last ball games, um, he was the guy who really helped us get over those humps. Do you know someone else I think who's improved? Ladarius Marshall. I mean, this this kid is just a monster inside. I mean, his presence, just standing in the paint, the way he looks. I mean, just the body. I mean, he, he looks like he's ready to do some damage in the paint. What about the 12-month transformation of Ladarius Marshall? Yeah, um, he, he has done an unbelievable job improving. I mean, he, he's a guy who can throw his body around, big, strong, physical guy. And I tell them all the time, just go in there, just throw your body around. Go in there, rebound, protect the rim, set good screens, dunk the ball, talk on the defensive end, just be an enforcer. Um, same thing with Mike. Mike has came in the game and, you know, this year has been a huge energy guy flying around. We're able to switch multiple screens. Now, Mike got to do a better job of not fouling, but um, both of them guys just come in the game and has been a huge boost off the bench. Five players in double figures. Braves come back. Shut them out, talking about Bethune-Cookman, the last minute 18, win 76 to 74, and you, you let out a loud yell. I mean, you, you're very passionate about these type of games, on the road, back against the wall, hostile environment. 
these type of games bring out the best in you as a coach because you're, I mean, you're emotional on all of them. But a game like that in which, you know, you had to find a way, you had to coach a way, your team had to find a way, and those bring out the best in everyone. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, just passionate. Um, just just want to just wanna win games. It's very simple with me. You know, um, you know, I just, you know, I don't enjoy the fact of winning. I just don't like to lose. Don't get much enjoyment out of winning because now you, I just always start to prepare for the next game. Um, I just don't like to lose. You know, most most winners, the, it's a lot more pain to go through when you lose and a lot of enjoyment you'll get from winning. So just, just let emotions, you know, um, the passion, just to put these guys in the situation. I enjoy the winning for the guys. Uh, for me, is you know I got probably about twelve to twenty-four hours to try to settle down and get prepared for the next day. Um, you won't really get the fulfillment out of winning um, unless you take care of business, um, regular season and in the tournament, and that's when you'll be able to accomplish the goals that you set for your your program. Um, but you know the screen was just you know so excited to find a way to win a game on a roll, shorthanded with your back up against the wall. Um, and you just, you, 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 you really just feel so relieved when you're able to win a game like that against Bethune Cookman, good basketball team on the roll. Um, and you just don't think that you're playing your best basketball. You, you know right now you're not playing good basketball. You're not playing your best basketball, but you still find a way to win the game. If you had to say from a scale of, I wouldn't say zero because you're not playing poorly, but 100 being the best, where are we if you had to put a number to it? We're, we're, we're playing six. We're playing D average basketball, below average, I mean below average basketball um, right now. Now we're, we got tough players. We got tough players who play hard, but we're not playing smart. We're not playing smart. We're not doing a good job of following the game plan. We're not doing a good job being disciplined, um, guarding and being physical without fouling, limiting our turnovers, um, and making the right play. We're playing at, at a good C, uh, a good at a good six, below average. Um, and you know, I thought that Grambling, Pine Bluff, we was headed in the right direction. We took some step back. We're going to make some adjustments in the film, make some adjustments in practice. Hopefully we can turn the corner again um, right now. Now is the time to start turning the corner. It's, you know, it's towards the end of February, going into March. Um, we have to hit our stride right now. I don't think we hit it too early, but I think this game Saturday will be um, huge to try to see if we can start to play the right way. Now, we're winning these games. Not you know That's the plus. You're winning. We're not playing the best basketball. But um, we just we just leaving you know some of these guys leaving just so much on the table in the tank. Not sure what we're reserving and holding it for. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, these seniors, they have about seven to eight, um, maybe nine more practices left in their career. What are you wait? I mean, what what, what are you what are you reserving yourself for? You're going to miss these times, the tough practices, the camaraderie the um, film, the bus rides and things like that. Not really sure what are you reserving yourself for, but 
Um, I'll take it, um, the wins, but you know, you, we're not going to we're not going to maintain this for long if we don't make some adjustments and changes. And we're, we're not going to find a way to um, do something special and um, complete the goals that we set for ourselves at the beginning of the season if we don't turn this corner like right now. We're going to get back to that because I've been talking with people about that and that you, you're, what you just said is something I've been thinking about. We'll, we'll come back to that. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll recap the uh, FAMU game just as you talk about with the discipline factor of that game. Um, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, FAMU led by 11 in the first half, and again, another nail-biter, and we'll talk about that on the other side of this timeout. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. We'll talk about FAMU, preview Jackson State, and your questions, your comments, your text and tweets all coming up on the other side of this timeout. We'll be right back. Mr. D's is a proud supporter of WPRL 91.7 FM. Attention, 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 Old Corn family. Mr. D's is back open on the Old Corn stretch, and they're waiting for you to come get something good to eat, like that Mr. D's famous fried chicken. That's the chicken that will make you slap somebody. Ooh, ooh, good. The best chicken in town. At Mr. D's, you'll find wings, tenders, salads, sandwiches, and sub, plus much, much more. You'll find Mr. D's at 2342 Highway 552 on the Old Corn Stretch in Lorman, Mississippi. For more information, 769-215-9698 or go to www.toasttabs.com forward slash Mr. D's Fried Chicken. The operation hours are Monday through Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Derek and staff are waiting on you. And Mr. D's Fried Chicken would like to remind everyone to please, please be safe. No distracted driving, especially no texting and driving, period. Mr. D's is a proud supporter of WPRL 91.7 FM. Welcome back to the Land and Bussy program. We are live at the Davey Whitney Arena where we have two more home games, and they're all big. All the games are big. Jackson State trying to move up in the standings. They've won three in a row. Uh, if you look at Texas Southern and Prairie View, Texas Southern trying to get out of the, the bottom of the bracket. You know, they beat Southern. That could be a, a, a turning point for them in terms of making the top eight. They're the defending tournament champs. Prairie View trying to move up. Obviously, Jackson State trying to move up in the middle of the pack there, and Mississippi Valley with that 2-3 zone as we play them, I believe, to end the regular season. So every game has got a different dynamic to it. All right, so, Coach, let's look at Florida A&M, a team that, I mean, let's just be honest, probably won't make the tournament, but this team gave us all they can handle and then some of uh, 67-64. And you really, after the game, even though we won the game and you kind of just gave us your spill, you weren't too pleased, and you've talked about it here, even the fact there's a lot of work to be done. But we found a way again, 67 to 64. Uh, talk about the matchup issues they are dealing with the FAMU in Tallahassee. Um, FAMU is a team who has nothing to lose. Um, got everything to win. Um, so they're a team who can play with freedom, take shots, and just got a lot of freedom. Um, of course, they're playing at home. Um you know, they may they stepped up and made shots. Um, they're a well-coached team. They got guys who are tough, can score the ball. Um, and they just came out um, with more of, of urgency. They, they came out with 
feel like they had more um, like they was playing for a championship and we weren't. And so, you know, just, you know, just I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why we came out so flat. Um, I don't know why these, vet, you know, some of my veteran guys didn't come out with a chip on their shoulder, didn't understand what's at stake. Um, but, you know, I, I just know that, you know, right now we are a team who can, um, when we're locked in, we're healthy, we're, we're the best basketball team in the SWAT, hands down. Um, and we're going to, I think we, we can play the hardest. We don't play smart. We don't play smart. Um, I think that we get in our own way. We get in our own way thinking that, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to win the game last three, four minutes. We'll, we get in our own way. We good. We're fine. Um, but that, that, that's going to come back and haunt you at some point in time. And, um, and my guys know how I am about that. They know how, you know, our preparation and stuff that we're playing for. Um, you know, we, we don't want to be like that. And, you know, you know, DJ, I give example, DJ Bruton didn't travel with us. Um, he stayed back to try to get healthy. And I saw him yesterday um, when I was walking to a building. He was uh, walking as well. So I spoke to him, talked to him. He's like, he was like, um, he made a comment like, I know one, I said, I know halftime in that locker room was, was rough. Oh, yeah, it was rough. He was like, I know your chest was pounding. Normally at halftime, I talked to my coaches right before we took, go to the team. I shot right into that locker room and, 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 and told them guys how I felt for about 15 minutes straight. Um, you know, we just, you know, I'm just not happy with my team right now at all. Um, cause I know what it looks like to be champions. I know what it looks like to get to the NCAA tournament. And that first half of that fam you game is the complete opposite how it's supposed to look. And when you got the lack of focus and lack, lack of preparation from your returners and your seniors, that's the scary part. That's the scary part. Um, but it was a few guys who came out with focus. It wasn't everybody. Um, it was a few guys. But you got you, everybody got to be on the same page. Can't have some people on page 97, some people still on page 30. Everybody got to be on the same page, locked in. And if my expectations is too high for you, let me know. Let me know. My expectations too high for you. Let me know, or just let me know so I can find somebody else that can meet those standards, the expectations. So um, it's not about who we're playing; it's about us. Um, can we lock in for forty minutes and stop um, being undisciplined? Un you know, stop. You know, oh, now we got to refocus. Now I got to take you out the game and, and really get on you and challenge you to motivate you. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be have to still motivating guys to compete. I should still have to motivate guys to lock in defensively, motivating guys to get in the gym, motivating guys to um, find a way to get over these next three to four weeks. Um, if I'm doing that um, and I still have to do that, we're in trouble. So, you know, not too happy with how we've been playing lately. Um, like I said, you know, the first 33 minutes of the Pine Bluff game was, you know, I'm like, okay, we're starting to click. Right after the Grambling game, I'm like, okay, it's starting to click. And we went from there to going down south. And so we have an opportunity to um, come in here tomorrow. They know that how I'm going to be tomorrow. They know that somebody might get thrown out and might get suspended for the, the – you know, might get – you know, might not play against the Jackson State game Saturday um, if you come into practice and not focus because that's unacceptable for us to continue to um, – and I'm not even, I'm not even discussing – 
the wide open shots that we missed, one for 15 from three, whatever we were from three. Um, one for 15. From yeah, three. I'm not discussing that. I'm not discussing the wide open shots we missed. I'm discussing the lack of focus and the lack of preparation um, that we have to maintain when you step on that court and that we are playing for something. You know, we just watched Southern go from right here to right there. Do we want to fall down there? If we don't make these adjustments quick, if we don't make some changes, um, you just can't depend on us to continue to um, put ourselves in that situation. And I don't expect them to. Um, I don't expect them to. I expect Byron to come out. I expect Dontrell to be more focused. I expect J.K. to come out with more sense of urgency. And if not, hey, I'll find a way to go with other guys to figure this thing out. Well, against FAMU, we found a way, but we were down by 11 in the first half. So what? I, mean, I was obviously at practice on Sunday, and you, you did a lot of you know competitions, just trying to loosen things up. A, a Sunday, you traveled on Sunday, you practiced as we looked at uh, some of the early game action. I got the sense that Sunday you were really happy with the team's preparation and just getting loose coming from Daytona, and I thought we would be in for one of those games that you've been talking about, a complete game. But then we were down by 11, and you know, we fouled with a second left kid shooting a three, and an actor shooting a three, got three, three free throws there. Uh, you know, we were down by 11. We had made a push. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, I thought Sunday we were going to be in good shape for Monday, but when did it kind of go sideways in terms of how that FAMU game just didn't sit well with you? Um, I think it started from the tip, just the tip. I mean, the rotation wasn't there. Um, our slides on the defensive end wasn't there. Um, didn't follow the game plan, didn't follow the personnel, the scout report. Um, no intensity, no urgency. Um, just, just careless, just careless basketball. Like, you know, you know, like we're not playing for something. I mean, you want right now to focus on being dominant, no matter who you're playing. You don't want to play down to your competition. You want you want to play at the right place. And like I said, I'm not just, I'm not even talking about the, the easy shots we're missing. I'm talking about guys just simply can't follow um, a defensive rotation that we have been working on since August or going back into last year. The same rotation, same slides, guys getting in the gaps, closing out, hit on the swivel in the stands, not getting beat back door, flying around. Just simple stuff we work on every day that we're not doing right now. Um, you know, like, you know, got to make that. You know, a lot of the shots you have to make. You're, you're, you're Division One college basketball players, and we're missing point-blank shots. I mean, it's, it's unacceptable. Offensive rebound just getting pushed in the back. Unacceptable. Yeah, we're looking for those that are watching, looking at uh, – I mean, look at this. It's undisciplined. And watch this. Want to see them? Look at this. It's just undisciplined. Yeah, that was the, that was the uh, shot right at the – close to the end of the half where they got three free throws. It was a five-point game at the break. So then they started hitting threes, and next thing you know, we were down again late in, in the second half. We were down by eight halfway through. They, then we went on an 11-0 run. So talk about late-game situations, Coach. Down the stretch there, we're able to get stops late, and then uh, we're down by four, and we found a way to hold them to just a couple of points down the stretch last couple of minutes, and 
were able to uh, hold on there, had to get a stop. They missed a three there at the end uh, to, to secure the win. Was it the same situation as what we saw against Bethune-Cookman down the stretch? Um, Actually, I really don't remember the last three minutes of the FAMU game. I remember the last three minutes of the Bethune game. It's crazy, but I don't remember the last few minutes of FAMU at all. Um, don't remember at all how we was able. I haven't watched that much of film yet. Um, just been really focusing on um, watch the first half of FAMU. Haven't watched the last. I have absolutely no idea what happened the last three minutes of um, the FAMU game. But um, I know we. I don't know who scored. I don't know how we got stops or what. It was probably just uh, uh, mentally um, block how frustrated I was throughout the whole game um, from uh, me not to remember this situation. As we're looking at some of the highlights, that, that, I mean, that, that does happen to you in terms of if things are going south for your team and you're not happy with the way things are going, even though your team is doing positive stuff on the floor, it, it, it's kind of hard for you to, 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 to process highlights in your mind. Yeah, I'm not. I don't process the highlights. <laughs> I, um, I process the tough plays we make on the defensive end, um, the championship play. I do remember when uh, I can remember when Byron when that ball rolled and Byron Joshua dove like ten feet, you know, just to you know, or however far it was, just to get the ball. Um, I remember that. I remember the block that um, Ladarius Marshall had. I remember um, the steal that uh, Mike had. Um, but, you know, stuff on the offensive end is kind of blurred. But I do remember some of the championship plays that we made to get us in that situation. That's the only our focus is, you know, I try not to put too much pressure on them guys and, you know, making shots. I mean, I just don't understand how we keep missing all these easy shots like that, um, layups and wide open jump shots. And, you know, we're Division One college basketball players, and um, we got to approach it like that. You know, at some point in time, you got to look yourself in the mirror and, and, and find a way to put yourself in a better situation. A lot of it's preparation. How much time are you guys putting in the gym on your own, getting up shots? You know, a lot of guys say they didn't want to be pros. They want to they wanna do this. They want to do that. But your habits don't, you know, your work ethic don't match up with the stuff that's coming out your mouth. Your work ethic have to match what you're saying. Um, if you want to be a pro, you, you have to put in the work. Your habits have to match that. Um, you can't just say it and think that it's, it's going to be handed to you. You say you want to be a champion, you have to work for it. Don't just talk about it. Do the stuff that you need to do behind closed doors to get to your goals. And I don't think that these guys really understand that part of it yet. It's easy to sit up there and say, I want to be a pro. It's easy to sit up there and say, I want to win a championship. It's easy to sit up there and say, I want to shoot 45% from behind the arc. I mean, I can say it. But what are you doing to achieve those goals? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Putting putting very, very minimal work in to achieve those goals. The only work that's, that you're doing right now is the work that you're required to do. And so it's not going to just click on for you. You're not going to have success if you do not put in the work for it. So, um, you know, just guys got to, you know, be, be, be realist with theirself. Well, I tell you what, we were real from the free throw line against FAMU, 30 of 38. That was the story in the game. We were plus 22 in attempts, plus 18 in makes. We win by three. Uh, we were huge, and we've been solid, I think, with, with some exceptions from the free throw line on the road to get to the line 38 times. Says, What does that say? Um, I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, we was able to get to the line. Uh, we was able to convert from the line. Um, I think a lot of them points, probably, probably about 10 of the free throws probably came late. 
Yeah. Um, we able to get to the free throw line late. I think we shot 18 free throws in the first half or something like that. But um, it, it, it's a plus when you're able to get to the, to the free throw line, you know, 38 times. Um, and I, I don't know who – I think I think uh, this play right here, I think Crunchy just came up with a championship block, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, just came up with a championship block. Um, we get the loose ball. Don Trail once again secured the loose ball. Uh, and I think Keandre Montgomery gets fouled and he goes to the free throw line. And that was almost a 10-second call right there. I think that's what FAMU's coach was, was talking about right there. But uh, Keandre Montgomery is people watching it, uh, watching him from the free throw line. So what, what was the strategy, obviously, here? He, he makes two, and, you know, FAMU uh, needs a three. Uh, so, what, so defensively here, talk, talk a little bit about that. Uh, we just wanted to foul him right there. Um, send them to the free throw line, see if they can make that first free throw. That's the toughest one right there. One and one, sitting if they make it, make the first one. If they miss, hey, we get the rebound. Hey, gotta, gotta, now we just got to go make one one out of two. But um, they were able to make both free throws. Now it's a free throw game. Whoever shoots the best free throws, get the ball to Dre, let them foul Dre. Um, he goes to the line, make both free throws, then, you know, we come down. Um, you know, I'm not sure, really sure what Byron Joshua's doing right now in defensive end. Everybody's getting mashed up. Um, not really sure what Byron's doing, but unfortunately he just loses his man and we give up a wide open shot. You know, he's going right there number 23. Now watch him. He just leaves and just give up a shot. I don't know. Yeah, he had a look, but it was a good job by Dontrell McQuarters kind of getting over there as the Braves win 67-64. to 64. So, Coach, uh, you, you get two wins in Florida. I, I know you a lot, of, lot to work on. It's hard to win on the road in this league. And for you to be able to, despite all the things that you want to continue to work on, for your team to, to play its best basketball when it looks bleak, um, that, that speaks a lot. And I do want to come back to the point that you made, and I've been talking to people about this, and I've been thinking this too, and you just kind of confirm my thought. Uh, I know fans are happy for the win. I know you're happy for the win. But I think what you're saying is at some point it comes back to bite you. At some point, these wins and coming from behind in this fashion, you're not going to be able to do it one time. And it could be for the championship. It could be for the regular season. could be in the tournament. I'm thinking that's probably what you're thinking. Like, hey, it's, it's good to get and we enjoy it. But at some point, it, you're not going to be able to pull the, one of these games out. And it, it could be at a very critical time, whether it's winning the regular season or winning the tournament or whatever the case. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Um, well, it's going to come back and bite you um, unless we make some changes. Unless we look ourselves in the mirror um, and refocus right now. But, you know, that's the, that's the hard part of doing because guys still see the outcome of victory. And, of course, you don't want to lose a basketball game, but some of these guys need to hit, get a hit with a reality check. They need to get hit with a reality check. Um, so it's coming. It's coming. You try to, you try to, um, you know, what a parent does is they try to warn their child that the stove and the oven is hot. Don't touch it. And that child goes over there and sooner or later they touch it. And once they touch it, they get burnt. Once they get burnt, only the parent says, I told you, don't do that. And that's what the situation is now. Just listen. Don't do certain things, do certain things. And when you do that, you don't get burnt. 
And if we can find a way, um, and I'm, you know, have some one-on-one meetings with some of these guys tomorrow, um, some of the guys who I'm just not happy with right now, um, you know, until we make some changes, um, we're going to continue to um, be a mediocre basketball team. Well, speaking of speaking of changes, obviously you're still dealing with some injuries. Dominique Bruton, you just talked about the conversation you had. Where is he in his comeback? Um, he'll be fine. He'll come back pretty soon. I'm not sure when. Um, he'll he'll be back though. Um, I expect for him to this um, week Jackson State. Um, not sure. Doubt it. Not sure. Um, but he'll be back. He's foot is lot get a lot better. Swellings went down. Mobility is a lot. Um, the biggest thing him right now is rest. He'll get reevaluated pretty soon, and whenever they clear him to play, he'll get right back on the court. So um, he'll be back sooner or later. Um, but like I said, we won three games without him, I believe. Um, you know, of course, you'll love to have him, but that uh, one person, one individual, is not should not will not stop this program from being successful. Um, just because of how we practice, our preparation, our focus, where it should be by now, um, and the championship guys you had on your team last year. So hopefully he gets back sooner or later. Um, don't want to rush it because um, once he comes back, hopefully we can have him throughout the year. But, you know, his injury, him being out, um, shouldn't um, stop um, this train moving forward. What about Wade? What, what is what is his situation? He played five minutes against Bethune Cookman and did not play uh, Monday night. What is his status? I think he's a guy who he, he's going to try to give it to go against Jackson State. Um, he's a guy who um, you know just been dealing with injuries all year. Um, of course, you know we know he wants to get back on the court, um, but right now I think that his body is just you know just like anybody body this time of the year. Um, it's hurt. And I tell these guys all the time, I mean, if your body's not hurt this time of year, you're not playing hard enough. Just not playing hard enough. If you're not hurt, you're not playing hard enough. Now, it's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Um, DJ Bruton is injured. You know, a lot of these other guys is hurt. Um, and Travis is dealing with, I think Travis is severely injured slash hurt. Um, but I know he's hurt and he wants to get back on the court. But, you know, you know, don't want to rush that situation either. But, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, your body should hurt. If your body's not hurt in late February, that means you're just not playing hard enough. Something should be hurt on you. Um, if you're a warrior, a competitor, play hard, you should be hurt. I'm hurt. My feelings hurt. We don't, we don't, we don't practice hard enough. So everybody's hurt. <laughs> Uh, Sean Walker, the last couple of games, hadn't seen much action. Um, anything up with him? No, just a coach's decision. How Ladarius Marshall, how hard he's playing right now. Um, you know, he's playing remarkable. So it, you know, the longer the season go on, the tighter rotation is going to be. So he just got to be ready for his number to be called. He just had to be ready um, to get in the game and produce when it, when his number is called. Well, speaking of that, Devin Carter. Let's talk about Devin Carter because against Bethune Cookman. Um, you know, if you look at that game, his points were huge. He seems to be coming with limited minutes, but when his number is called, he makes some things happen. We're getting loose balls or just maybe a bucket or two. Yeah, he came in the game and get, actually get, had, a, had a big basket against FAMU when he was going through a drought. Um, he's a guy who I tried to put a lot of pressure on on defensive end. 
that's where he needs to improve. Of course, we all know Devin can score the ball. Um, my concern is with him, um, the breakdowns on defensive end. And when he's able to get over that hump, um, he, he'll be a complete basketball player. So just continue to try to work with him, continue to try to teach him, watch film, um, coach him as hard as possible in practice to show him the adjustments he has to make on defensive end to be successful in his program. All right, Coach, as we uh, turn the page here, let's look at Jackson State, a team that's won three in a row. It seems like every time we face a SWAC team, they're hot. They won three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, whatever the case. Jackson State, after the loss to Valley at home, they've won three in a row. They're eight and five with Zeke Cook, Ken Evans Jr., Colty Young, Chase Adams, and Ramel Manziel. It's been, what, six weeks, 40-some-odd days since they came here, and Right behind me in that corner right there is where they hit the three after we led by four with 23 seconds left. Uh, Colty Young hit the three. So you look at this Jackson State team now versus what we saw the first week of January. What is what has changed from what you've seen in this JSU team? They're eight and five. They're kind of right in the middle of it, can stir the pot up a little bit in the SWAC standings. Uh, I haven't watched any film on Jackson State. I have no idea what has changed for them. Just really just been focusing on my team. Um, I'll start watching film tonight um, on them. But I think the biggest thing is they're starting to come together, starting to probably click at the right time. Um, and they're, they're, they're winning games the right way. They're winning games the right way. They just beat, what, FAMU by 27 points? Why can't we do that? Uh, I mean, they beat Bethune by 27. They beat um, FAMU by 11. Um, of course, they um, going to double overtime game, find a way to be tough and win against Pine Bluff. But, you know, just looking at the stats, they look like they're playing the right way to me. Look like they're playing hard. They're making shots. I saw they made shots against Bethune. They had 91 points. Look like they're they a well-oiled machine to me. Um, I think that they're, they're being coached the right way. I think the guys are approaching the game the right way. Um, I think they're starting to click at the right time, and they're playing good basketball. Um, and we're going to have to play better basketball um, starting tomorrow in practice if we plan on having success in Jackson. If not, if we want to go down there and um, tussle with trying to um, hope that somebody lose, hoping this. And right now we control our own destiny. It's going to start with one game, and that's Saturday. That's the only game we need to be focused on this Saturday. Finding a way to refocus ourselves to get back to the brand of basketball that Alcorn is known for playing. And it's going to start in defensive end. And it's going to start with some of these guys looking at self in the mirror. Have you, had a, have you thought about the game here, looking back at that game six weeks ago, just to kind of see what, what we need to clean up for this game Saturday? Um, the late game preparation. Um not focused, not um, the matchups, the lineups. Um, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, didn't have the right personnel in the game a lot. I think that we've been doing a better job of having the right personnel in the game for defense and offense. Um, but that game, we didn't have the right personnel in the game. We weren't focused. I think we got, you know, big-headed. I'm mean, think it was too much chatter and too much talking to the, you know, the other people on the bench, people in the stands, not focused. Um, like I said, you know, just didn't do a, a preparation um, in the game and the focus wasn't there. Um, I'm very, very, very big on preparation. I'm very big on focus. And when you when you prepare the right way and that stuff is able to translate over on the court, um, you know, you can withstand the 40 minutes of good basketball. And I think that that game we probably played 33 
37 good minutes, the last three minutes, the, the minutes that you need the most. Um, you know, I remember Keandre found the guy right here. Um, I remember um, we falling asleep away from the ball, getting wild with three. Just lack of focus, lack, lack of preparation um, Then that game. The game, by the way, will be at 12.30 for the women's game. The men's game will start at 3 o'clock. So an early tip-off time, the games will be on HBCU Go. That's the Lou TV on Channel 35 for those who want to check it out. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And obviously, we'll have a bye Monday, and we'll look ahead to the last two home games here. So we got a, got a couple of questions we didn't get a chance to get to, but because we have a bye Monday, we'll have a chance to catch up with that. So some recruiting questions, we'll talk about that next week. We appreciate it. Thank you. That'll do it for the Landon Bussy program. I'm Charles Edmond. Glad you can join us here on the Braves Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. And on the Braves Facebook page, WPRL. Glad you can join us. We'll be right back at you with Landon Bussy next, next Tuesday and Nate Kilbert tomorrow at 5 o'clock. You can join us live for that. So for our producer, Jamario Brooks, Cedric Tillman, I'm Charles Edmond. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow for the Nate Kilbert program. So long. Thank <laughs> you.